0: Welcome back to the show. I hope you had a wonderful season of the end of the year. So, yeah, I'm sorry about the little bit of delay. I wasn't sure how things were going to pan out for the season, and I just didn't get around to recording anything. But thankfully, I do have some stuff prepared for you, just in case you need to get your fix. But there's one thing that I don't believe I've talked about yet, but I believe should be talked about. Yeah, remember when you were a kid, you couldn't drive yet. You know, you had to just depend on either someone else driving or you had to put matters into your own hands. This could be either through walking or, for many people fortunate enough, riding a bike. You know, before you got a driver's license or were able to drive, that's one way you could depend on yourself via wheels. Because, you know, not every city is fortunate enough to have those scooter things, or you don't want to pay the dollar to rent it out. So you would just ride a bike, and then it would be as simple as that. But, sure, by the time you're past, I don't know, 14, people start to judge you if you're riding a bike. It doesn't matter what reason you have. Sometimes it's you don't have a car, you're not able to drive. Sometimes it might be that you just feel like riding a bike and going to someplace. Recently, I think bike sales probably went up when gas was was $5.29 a gallon. Holy shit, I can't believe it cost that much. If I didn't live 40 minutes away from my internship, you know what, maybe I would have taken a bike. However, sometimes you just can't beat the old automobile. But you know, sometimes I myself enjoy riding a bike I've lived close enough to some decent trails so I can just ride my bike on those and then I can get my exercise and then justify how much I eat in a goddamn day. We all have our different ways we justify it. That or you just claim, oh, you're perfect just the way you are. I just moved my microphone so if the settings sound a little bit different, that's why. Don't want that much distortion. 2 minutes and 45 seconds into recording, this will be chopped down quite a bit because empty silence or if I stumble over what I say. But you know what? Riding a bike, it's what I do sometimes. You know, get the old exercise in. However, there are some things I don't like about riding on the trails. For one thing, you've got people who walk very slowly, which it's usually not a problem if you've got a bike. As long as it's not too busy, you can just go around them. No big deal. However, there are some people that will walk in the goddamn middle of the path, and there's no other way to get around them. You have to try to be polite. You don't want to just tell them to get the hell out of your way, but you know, when push comes to shove, sometimes it's what you got to do. If, yeah, I mean, do you seen how sidewalks are? They're about two people wide. If you're the third person, just get behind Don't try to fit in. You can just walk behind. You can still hear some of the conversation. People might even acknowledge your existence. But that's not the point, really. What I want to point out are... Bikers. Not people who casually ride a bike like me. But no. The culture around bikers. Or, I guess, as they would prefer, cyclists. But yeah, cycling culture is a fucking cesspool of exercise. I mean, I know some people who know other people who will go on 5Ks on major holidays. You know, the Thanksgiving, they have the turkey trot. Yeah, I don't think running for an hour is going to justify eating three or four plates of straight-up of carbs. I'm no dietitian. Do not go to me for any advice. So that's just my two cents. But cyclists are worse than runners, in my opinion. And you want to know why? Because cyclists act like they rule the fucking planet, it seems. They're like, oh boy, I'm not driving one of those big, nasty vehicles. Yeah, let's go see that garage you park under every night. Oh, you don't happen to be driving it right now? Well, you'll be driving other places, so shut the hell up. Or, another thing that I can't stand is when people will bike in the streets. Look, I get it. Some cities, they have rules stating that anything with wheels is not allowed on the sidewalks, and then they put bike lanes in. No problem with that. Well, slight problem with that. What I have a problem with is, don't you just hate when you're driving your car, and then the asshole in front of you is riding a bike with a helmet on, got the GoPro, the neon pants, maybe even that bright light that gives people seizures? I hate driving behind those people because I can never seem to get around them. Everyone behind me just goes right around me and all of a sudden I'm stuck behind the douchebag in a bike. It's not fair, but you know, it goes beyond just annoying drivers. When I'm on a bike path, I try to be casual. I'm not there to be burning thousands of calories. I'm just trying to break even. I'm not trying to be a pro, you know, I'm just, I can't do a push-up. The thing I can't stand are the cyclists who take it way too seriously. Remember those kids in middle school who, whenever you had to run laps, they would go out of their way to run as fast as possible for no reason? Who are you trying to impress? It's not second grade anymore. You got to do more than just run fast to impress the ladies. I don't know what it does to impress the ladies, but running fast is not that. And you know what? These people, they don't have much to be proud of. So instead, on a Thursday afternoon, hella ass. They decide, hey, I'm going to put on my extremely tight neon yellow underarmor and ruin everyone else's day. So how do they do it? First of all, they put on the bike helmet. You're going on a trail that is perfectly paved. Hell, a vehicle could drive on it if the government wasn't full of assholes. Perfectly fine, it's not rough terrain, it's paved. If you fall and you break yourself, well, maybe you should just stay inside, I'm sorry. Get yourself a peloton, for God's sake, or an elliptical, whatever you prefer. But these assholes will try to bike maybe 30 miles an hour on just a trail, and then they're always on your left when they pass you. Look, I know these people are out and about, that's why I try to cling to the right side of the road. I'm not a middle-of-the-path piss-off. I am a real man, and I know to go on the right side of the road. I'm not British. But these people, if it's one person, I might get slightly annoyed, but I better not see them in the next half a mile, because they better be going very fast. But when it's more than two people, if it's a group of people, that's when I have a problem with it, because that is cycling culture at its worst. Because chances are, these people... What do they really have in common? What, One is an accountant, another one collects butterflies. That is not something you have in common. But you know what they have in common? Looking like douchebags and cycling around town at the same time. Which, I get it, you need to have something in common and not everyone can be an alcoholic. But that doesn't mean that you have to be an annoying-ass douche riding your $1,000 bicycle. Which, yeah, I'm not making that shit up. It's not a moped, it's not a motorcycle. It is... A bicycle. Sure, it's got all the fancy gadgets. I've got all these gears and stuff that I can use. But even so, my bike is secondhand, maybe thirdhand. They're buying that shit new. I don't know who can afford new stuff in this day and age, but these people manage it to be the most insufferable, sick fucks on the road. I'm not being dramatic, am I? But seriously, they are annoying First of all, yeah, they've got the helmet. Dude, I stopped wearing a helmet probably when I was 7 or 8, and I'm not looking back. If I die, I die. If I get a head trauma, I get a head trauma. And yes, my skull is fully formed. I'm not going to be a danger to myself. And you're probably not either. But doing that just makes you seem douchey. You know what I mean? I mean, These people are able-bodied. They can ride a bike. They are usually in pretty good health. And here they are spending $50 to 100 bucks on a bike helmet. You know what's even worse? They have a, the bike helmet, and then they put a GoPro camera on it. Because apparently, their bike ride is that goddamn important. Look, if you want to see the wilderness and the woods, you have a phone, or get one of those Canon EOS cameras, just snap a picture. Hell, I'm sure you can buy an old Polaroid off eBay. You don't need to have a GoPro To just show every head movement and give us all motion sickness by watching it. You know, the only reason why people watch those shitty GoPro videos is to watch them fail. And unless you're failing, no one's watching that shit. I don't care. But Samba, you record a podcast no one listens to. Suck my dick. This is different. I'm doing it in the comfort of my own home. I'm not making an ass of myself in public on a path. Or on the street. Next, they always need to have that shirt, you know. It's that nasty neon green. I get it, you want to be seen in the dark. But you know you could do? You could just wear anything else. You could wear, I don't know, a sweatshirt, a hoodie, a jacket. What, are you too good for Patagonia, the North Face, Columbia? No, you gotta go to some place like Gazelle Sports or whatever. You gotta buy some... $40 shirt that makes you look like a highlighter from the second grade. It's not a good look on anyone. If you're fit or fat or anything in between, it's ugly. And then the biker shorts. You know the ones, the ones that guys wear that make their asses pop out. Look, we don't want to see you in anything like Lululemon. Maybe some guys do. That's not what I want. That's not what most guys want. That's what, hell, women are not attracted to that shit either. Look, I get you want to wear something that helps your sweat go through your clothes and keeps away from your precious private parts. But quite honestly, it's ugly, and worse is when you kind of move up so you're not on the bike seat anymore, and you're just showing your butt to the world. If you're driving on the side of the road and you've got those bike shorts on, don't be surprised if someone's going to roll down their window and smack your ass. Sorry, Kevin, but really, no one wants to see that shit, and I don't think your wife does either ex-wife. But quite honestly, you think that's bad. The worst part about cyclists is the insufferable, unforgivable, goddamn LED strobe light. Have you ever seen those? Usually it's not on a bike path, it's usually when you're on the road. These people will be on the sidewalk with those bright-ass LEDs you typically see on a Jeep or a pickup truck. But it's on a bike, and it flashes. Do these people not realize that epileptics exist, photosensitivity is quite a problem, for God's sake, and light pollution. Look, I don't get seizures, but I don't like LEDs because that shit burns my eyes. And does it really have to be that bright? You only need enough to be seen at night. You don't need to be seen in a snowstorm eating a marshmallow. You just need to be visible enough to where people know not to hit you. Unless you're in the street and you paid for the expensive bike, you might as well pay for the hospital fee. I only say that because yesterday I went up bike ride and then I saw a group of three douchebags go past me. They didn't plow the curb, so I was being slow because I couldn't slip on my ass. And then they were making it seem like it was my fault. I'm sorry, but I can't be as douchey as you. That's all I've got for right now. Let's go a little bit back to when I record stuff in the car. Well, I've been at 1.31 for about 10 minutes, of so in a traffic jam again. Normally, I'm not on the road this early, about quarter after nine. Yeah, but, you know, I'm checking out apartments. And, yeah, for some reason, the only time available is 10.30, so I'm stuck on the highway now. One thing that I really don't realize is that it's great to have your own personal space. You know, having to share a certain space with people, it can drain your energy pretty quickly. I mean, when I lived in campus, I made sure that I didn't have a roommate in my bedroom with me, because I don't know how I'd be able to relax out if there's another being in an 11 by 14 room. It doesn't sound ideal to me, and I've... Known people who have done that, and they did not enjoy it. Hell, you know, even sharing a bathroom with someone it was not fun. Yeah, I didn't know I had IBS, and then turns out I did, and this guy just talked shit about me for about seven months straight. You know, it takes a toll on the mental health, but I don't like to share space with people. Even if I didn't see the guy, it's just having to share the space. Another issue is not talking about camps If you live in a house and there are common areas, you know, like a living room. Don't you just hate when people are in those spaces 90% of the time of their home? I mean, for the love of God, yeah, we get it, there's a kitchen for cooking and a living room for a living, but that doesn't mean you have to spend 90% of your time home in those spaces. Because, you know, for the love of God, I just want to refill my water bottle, but I don't want to do it if a billion people are in the fucking kitchen. This might just be me, but I've got a very narrow window of time when I can actually deal with people in a day. It's about eight hours long. Once I see the first person of the day, the timer starts. And once that eight hours runs out, there's nothing I can do. It does not recharge for the rest of the day. It's kind of like if you're working out and you pull a muscle, do you continue doing that exercise that made you pull the muscle? No, you stop and you go home done for the day. Try again tomorrow. I don't know. I don't like exercise, but that's the discipline that I have when it comes to being social. And for some reason, when I am tired and out of my social function, everything sounds a lot louder and it hurts. Oh boy, we see a cop. Time to not know how to drive anymore. God damn. Oh my god, do I smell weed? It is nine o'clock in the morning. There is no reason for you to get high. And if you're getting high, don't drive when you're high, you stupid son of a bitch. God. Oh, you, you colossal jackasses. Make me late for what I have to do. God damn. But as I said, I've got a very narrow window of time when I can actually deal with people. And for some reason, people don't get that i am an extremely introverted person most people drain the shit out of me when it comes to energy even if we're not talking, even if we're not doing anything being around people somehow drains the energy from my life and I need at least a day to recover afterwards otherwise, I'm fucked I'm gonna be grumpy as hell and I'm going to snap into the for some reason it's my fault even though everyone else is overstimulating me I don't get it Another thing I just have to take off my chest is I've got this thing where if I'm hungry and I want to make food, no one's allowed in the kitchen. I don't know how many other people feel this way, but when I'm around people, I can't make food. I just can't. can't explain it. It's just, for some reason, if I'm making food by myself in the kitchen, it's no big deal. I can do it. Just grab my food and go. But for some reason, people want to make that mission more difficult than it has to be. And I tell people this, I tell people this, whenever I'm around them, if I'm making food and they walk in, I will stop what I'm doing and stare at them. I'll either put everything away that I was going to eat, or I will just stop everything and stare at them down until they leave the room and see if they actually pick up on it. Because for the love of God, when I'm getting a meal, I'm getting out of my room, going to the kitchen, getting my food, and then going back to my room. It's meant to be about 30 seconds, but some people try to stretch it out to five minutes. And then they wonder why I'm so annoyed every time they see me. Well, if your only interactions with me are when I'm in the kitchen making food, you're going to be pissing me off. It doesn't matter. Or if I'm about to leave for work, it's early in the morning, I'm tired as hell, and you start to have a conversation with me. You're having a 10 a.m. conversation with me at 7 in the fucking morning. It's not going to happen, sister. It's not. Just because I can get up in the morning and I'm in the kitchen doesn't mean I'm ready for a fucking conversation. People really don't get it. The moment I see you and I sense your presence, I am disturbed and my clock starts running and they start talking to me, asking me questions that are beyond a yes or no question. You know, the clock, it goes twice as fast. Look, some people still won't get if you're extroverted or you just are an asshole. Let me give you an example. Imagine you're driving to work, you're in your car on the road. Someone steps right in front of you, stops what you're doing, and then tries to have a conversation with you while you're on the road the only thing you're thinking about is trying to get to work you're not thinking about what you're going to tell this person all you're thinking about is getting your task done now imagine if this person interrupts you invades your space and then gets angry if you aren't happy that they're wasting your time with stupid shit like i just watched a tv show you know shows are right it's a show about a guy who doesn't like another guy? Th- I don't care. Just get the fuck out of my way. I've got shit I'd rather do. Just want to grab one thing, one thing. I'm trying to get some chicken nuggets. I uh, just want to get some chicken nuggets, and just, people are getting in my way for everything. They start talking. They stand in front of the shelf where the spoons are. It's like get the fuck out of the way. I need a spoon. But I'm not gonna just tell them to get the fuck out of the way. I have to stand there and just take this annoying barrage of bullshit, got things I would rather do, but here I am, stuck listening to some dumbass conversation I never asked for, never consented to, living a life I never consented to, and then you get mad at me, I'm sorry, but the time where I have to be productive is not the time when you're around. And then you wonder why I'm in such a bad mood. I don't know, because I need my own fucking space. So yeah, long story short, I'm looking for an apartment, trying to find something that's not too expensive. I'd like to have my own bathroom because, you know, I have IBS and don't want to deal with another last year. But yeah, I think that's all I've got to say. I'll probably be back when people are stupid again, so probably about five minutes, but Thank you for listening. Aha, I'm recording this the day before the day before the new year. Not New Year's Eve, New Year's Adam, because Adam becomes before Eve. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not even angry right now. But I will, because it just turned green in the light and people aren't going. People. We love them, don't we? Yeah, I don't know what it is with people just not knowing how to drive around here fucking hate people. Sorry about that. I'm on a busy road on top of it being a holiday weekend, which basically translates to no one knows how to drive. But I just wanted to kind of get my two thoughts in with a certain subject. As you probably know, Andrew Tate got arrested in Romania under suspicions of human trafficking. Also, I heard a little bit, I think, money laundering, too. I mean, if he's going to follow the Al Capone model, the money laundering thing might be the thing that gets him behind bars. Sure, he's more known for horrible things outside of not paying the government money, but it might be what gets him, quite honestly. We don't really know yet. The thing I kind of want to talk about, though, is how he got caught. So, a couple of days before getting arrested by the Romanian police, he starts some drama with that one Swedish girl... Her name is pronounced Greta Thunberg. People have been pronouncing it wrong. I'm going to be the man who's good in this situation. I'll say your name correctly. Greta Thunberg. He sent a trolling tweet. Just a bit of a dickish thing saying, Yeah, I own 33 cars. Let me email you the emissions for all of them. What email should I send it to? And then Greta sends probably the laziest comeback I've heard in qu- probably a while. She came up with a fake email, like, smalldickenergy at getalive.com. And the mainstream media, because of how much they hate Tate, were pretending that that was the burn of the century. If I'm gonna be completely honest, that's a light roast at best, quite honestly. Because I've spent half my time listening to sad music and mean stand-up comedy. That is very light. Come on. They're acting like she obliterated the guy. No, no, no. No, it's just like... I don't believe that was a really harsh burn. As someone who spends most of the day thinking negatively, insulting people. It's very weird. It's basically on a scale from 1 to 10 of lazy jokes. It's probably a Stephen Colbert not colbert poor era. It is the late show era, which means it sucks ass. But if I'm going to be completely honest, though, the mainstream media is run by idiots who want to fool you into thinking that they're smart because, yes, he is a bad guy. That doesn't mean we need to pretend that every put down of his is a clever one. Guys, remember, for four years straight, all of late night comedy was the same overdone boring ass joke of orange man bad it's basically like that except bald man bad which i'm not going to deny it andrew Tidd is not a good person if you heard about why he moved to romania in the first place it's because their rules are a little lax about certain crimes the special victims unit crimes i'm trying not to be too explicit because i don't know who he's listening he's not a good person. I'm establishing this point. However, joking that he has a small penis is one of the least original jokes. Every single woman makes that joke about any guy they don't like. It is so lazy. It is so overdone. I can't believe people are pretending that it's still comedy in this day and age. In a day where all bodies are healthy bodies, we need to stop body shaming. Here we are, making fun of someone for having a small penis. Why is this funny to you guys? Look, I'm not offended, and I'm not compensating. I'm talking from a comedic standpoint. If you make the exact same joke 50 billion times, don't be surprised if I don't laugh the 50 billionth and first. I mean, think about it. We don't do the same thing about female private parts. We don't say anything about wizard sleeves. And if you mention that it might smell like the fish market in Wuhan, then people are going to get very mad. And they might try to end your career. But if he has a small dick... (laughs) Shut the fuck up. It's not funny. Look, guys have small dicks. The average size of our erect penis is five and a half inches. I'm above average. But... The thing is, you need to realize that your a girl's definition of a of a big penis compared to the statistical definition of a large penis is a bit contradictory with quite a bit of discrepancy. I mean if you think about it, if the median size of a penis is a median either median or mean, I don't remember. If the average size of an erect penis is five and a half inches, you should expect that. of the people with dicks Men Have Smaller dicks than that 5.4 5.3 5.2 And then there are the micropenises Yes I am aware of the micropenis I do not have a micropenis I'm not sure when the Qualifications for a micropenis are 3.67 inches But if it's Coming from someone who Doesn't have a penis I'm sure that starts at anything less than 7 inches Look, if you expect every guy you take to have an 8 inch long, it's not going to fucking happen. That's like the 80th percentile of a penis. It's actually the 99th percentile, according to Miles Bramley Muir Hodsel, 2014. That is such a small sample size. And do you even think the person with a penis that size will even be compatible or will want your dusty, musty ass? Probably not. You cannot bet on it. What makes you think someone with a quote-unquote more desirable body is going to want you when you don't have a good personality, you're not that great at Bible study? Quite honestly, you're a bit worthless to society. What makes you think that they're going to go for you? And then if guys bring up this double standard with how we can body shame men if they have a small penis, they act like men have such a fragile ego. No, we're trying to make it a level playing field, which I think is what you are fighting for to begin with. If men are equal to women and women are equal to men, then I think that body shaming should be allowed on both fronts or neither. Look, I make fun of people of all body types. Someone's super skinny that look like a goddamn noodle, I'm going to make fun of them. Someone's shaped like a meatball, I'm going to call them a meatball. If someone's a tripod, I'm going to call them a tripod. If someone has a microdick, I'll call them a microdick. ...but I'm not going to get on my high horse pretend... ...hey... ...we need to respect all bodies... ...because all bodies are valid... ...I mean, look at Tammy Slayton... ...from A Thousand Pound Sisters... ...that's a healthy, beautiful body... ...she can't walk anymore... ...because she can't stop shoving fucking... ...Twinkies and cupcakes in her fucking throat... ...that's a healthy body... ...no... ...we cannot pretend that's healthy... ...and I think... ...when it comes to extreme cases... We need to stop coddling these people Who've intentionally destroyed their own bodies Same way We need to call out people who are drug addicts People who are alcoholics That's an unhealthy lifestyle Sure, there have been parts of your life That are out of your control Like trauma at the same time It's your responsibility to recognize When you have a problem And people can only help you so far In helping you with your problem See, overeating and being morbidly obese That is something you have control over You know what you have no control over? The size of your weighing Goddamn trucks don't know how to use a fucking roundabout Son of a bitch Yeah, just cut run in front of me Uh, Sorry Remember, I'm driving So with all that said You're insinuating something about his private parts And that's supposed to be okay And then I saw some people respond with You know, with how much they're fighting They should just get it over with and fuck Oh boy People lost their mind over that joke It's a joke that is Said way less often than The small penis joke But they're saying all these horrible things They're saying that Greta Thunberg is a child First of all No, she's not Second of all Aren't you the same people that'll ship two random guy characters in a show and then go, oh, "Wow, they're meant to be together"? I'm not too aware of fandoms right now, but I mean, look, the show Sherlock. You've got Sherlock Holmes and Watson, got Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. People were trying to ship them together, like, ah, they're a gay couple. No, they're not. Or even more disgusting is what I've heard about people assuming that for Supernatural, the brothers Sam and Dean Winchester. They could become a couple. I'm not making that shit up. People are trying to ship Wincest. That's what's called with Winchesters committing incest. You're already sexualizing two people. Sure, they're doing it with real-life people. So yeah, there could be real-life consequences. That exchange on Twitter happened before he got arrested by the Romanian police for human trafficking. I forgot to mention that when I recorded this initially, but I wanted to bring that out. But... Okay, if you want to know the ages, if you don't know how to use Google, she is 19, he is 39. Would it be age-appropriate? Probably not. I mean, he is 20 years her senior, he is old enough to potentially be her father. However, the idea of Andrew Tate being a father is a little scary But, I mean, it could be a hell of a lot worse I mean, if you know anything about rock history You know that a lot of those 30-year-old, 40-year-old guys They liked him young Like, 14, 15 young 19 is different 19 is well above the age of consent I'm assuming You know what Andrew Tate reminds me of? He reminds me of Cotton Hill from King of the Hill. He was Hank Hill's father, Bobby's grandpa. He was the one that was outrageously sexist. He straight just hated women. Wouldn't even refer to Peggy by her name, simply by her title of Hank's wife. There was an entire episode devoted to the effect that sexism has on a young, impressionable child like Bobby. Which was actually the first episode with the Colonel Cotton Hill himself. It shows how quickly someone could be influenced by male chauvinistic ideology of the man is the head of the house, he can do whatever he wants, it's the woman's job to work beneath him. But quite honestly, I think fewer people believe that sentiment as they would have back in the 1940s, 1950s, during the height of the nuclear family. Nowadays, since there are more single mother households, there are more two-income households, there are more people accepting of the fact that household responsibilities are split between the two of people. The man and the woman, the woman and the woman, the man and the man. It is split between the two. What Andrew's trait is kind of perpetuating is sort of an old time wave thinking, which is no longer compatible with the world in which we live. And quite honestly, I'm glad that we live in a better world, which gives more opportunity to people. But quite honestly, These points that I made are very solid. Unfortunately, I'm no journalist, so you're not going to see me be on the top of a news website, the failing New York Times. I'm not going to be on some great, wonderful show like Saturday Night Live or Stephen Colbert or The Daily Show that doesn't even get millions of views anymore. You know, I'm just some guy. You you take my opinion with a grain of salt. bye Boy, was I cynical in that last part. Okay, so if you've been listening to the podcast, at least the past couple of episodes, I've been talking about the album that I've been working on, Songs of College. So that one will be done pretty soon. I'll have it released by late April, early May. But I do have one little sneak peek if you want to listen to it. I created a new channel, or more, I rededicated an old one for music... This one would be called Father Samba Music. And one of the songs that I have on the album is actually there, and you can listen to it right now. It's called Father Samba Music, and the song that I have included is called Wake Up Charlie. This one, you can listen to it for free. I will have more of the album come out a little bit over time, and then it'll be released in whole later in the spring. Thank you. Bye.